In this week's parsha, in the Brochois, one of the Psukim say, Hashem says, I'm going to turn to you, I'm going to multiply you, and increase you. Rashi explains on the words of that what it means is, I'm going to turn away from all of my other involvements, all of my other affairs, to pay you your reward. Rashi goes on with a marshal to a melech that hires workers. Rashi just says, then v'chulu, Rashi doesn't even seemingly finish off the marshal, but briefly the marshal that's brought over there in Torah's koinim is that a king hired lots of workers. Some of them did just a little bit amount of work. There was one worker that worked for him a long time, and they all come to get paid. When this individual worker comes to get paid, the king says, let me first finish dealing with these other people because I have a big cheshben, a big reckoning and account to make with you. I'll pay you afterwards in a similar way with the goyim and the yidin that Abishta says, let me first finish dealing with the goyim in this world and then there's so much more plenty of reward for you, etc., um, etc. Et so we need to understand, number one, what is the difficulty in the words of Fanisi Aleichem, seemingly very, very simple words, Hashem says, I'm going to turn to you. If we do have a difficulty with these words of Phoenicia Aleichem, how is it being more understood through the marshal of the king hiring and paying his workers? Specifically, says the Rebbe, the question is, that already previously in Parshas Achrei, Rashi explained the words of Nosati Ponai, that it means I'm going to turn away from all of my affairs and deal with this person. This is referring to someone that's over the prohibition of eating blood. In a similar way, Rashi says in Parshas Kedoshim regarding the Avoid Zara of Moilech, Zia Rashi doesn't find it necessary to bring a marshal. Why does he bring a marshal over here? Also, why specifically a king that hires workers? Every person could hire workers. Now, seemingly we would be able to explain this, that in these other places, in Parshas Achrei, in Parshas Kedoshim, it's speaking about an individual that doesn't have era, and therefore we understand the expression of, I'm turning away from all of my other affairs, to deal with this person. The other affairs would be referring to, I'm turning away from all the, the, the rabim, from the klal, from everything else, and I'm dealing now with this, focusing my attention on this individual yachid. But here it says, Ufanisi Aleichem in the plural, to klal Yisrael, now, certainly, you can't say that Yidin are only, uh, you can't, now, Yidin are certainly also part of Asok, of, of the business, of the affairs of Hashem. So what would it then mean, I'm turning away Mikol Asokai to deal with you with the Yidin? The Yidin are a very big part of Hashem's Asok, of Hashem's affairs. And it's for this, perhaps, that Rashi is bringing a marshal of the king that hires lots of workers, and then there's this one unique worker that he's going to pay. So the lots of workers are going to be the Goyim, and they also receive ga- reward, but that's only a Gashmi, is a reward only in this world. Yidin, this is already something else completely, and therefore Hashem says, I'm going to turn my attention to you, and I'll pay you, I'll pay you Beruchnis, I'll pay you Ganeidin, etc., etc. But if this is what Rashi meant, Rashi should have brought at least that part of the Moshal in the Medrash that says Moshal, a Melech that hired lots of workers, and then there's one unique worker. Rashi doesn't say anything of that. Rashi just says Moshal, a Melech, Shesachar, Poilam, it's a Moshal of a king that hires workers, and then Vuchulu. It seems like the main beer of Rashi is in these few words, in the king that hires workers. The Rebbe now moves on to the next Rashi, on the words V'Ephrasi Eschem, Rashi says, by being fruitful and multiplying. Then we hear, that you'll be able to stand upright, proud, etc. So we need to understand 
The Rebbe says in Parshas Bereshis, Rashi already translated on the words pru or avu, that pru being fruitful would have only meant that what each person has one child. Urevu means every person has more than one child. So why suddenly is Rashi on the words vihifresi, the same word as pru, suddenly translating that vihifresi means piria and rivia, and therefore now needing a noob shot on vihirbesi, that this is referring to koimuskufa, being proud, standing upright, etc. The explanation of all of this, says the Rebbe, is that what the real difficulty that Rashi has is that if in fact this idea of ufanisi aleichem, that Hashem is going to turn to you, means just like we said before, in the regular way that Hashem is going to turn to you to give you reward, etc., etc. Why is it suddenly being said right in the middle of all the brachis? It should have been said either at the very beginning of all the brachis, or at the very end of all the brachis, Hashem says, I'm going to turn to you and pay you. And this is what's going to help, this is what the marshal is going to help us of a king that hires workers. How is this? So what does it mean that the king is hiring workers? Seemingly, the people of the country need to work for the king, need to do what the melech wants them to do, because he is their melech. And there, this is the necessity that the king, the things that the king needs, or that the country needs, and therefore seemingly there shouldn't even necessarily need to be any payment. So what is the melech shesachar poelim telling us? Sometimes the king hires workers. There are certain things that is much more than just the obligation that the people need to do, the subjects need to do for the king. And for this, the king is hiring workers and paying them. The same thing is in our parsha. The parsha starts off in which Rashi tells us means that you'll be a melim toiling extra hard in Torah, which means again more than what you are obligated according to the strict letter of the law. And the same thing further with the mitzvah is doing more than what you need to do. And this is why our parsha is actually speaking about two types of rewards. It starts off speaking about the regular reward for normal doing Torah and mitzvahs. Then the Pasuk says, There is something unique over here that Hashem says, I'm going to turn to you. This is more like the king that hired the workers. In other words, the workers that are going to be doing something special for the king more than what they are obligated to do. Based on this that we understand, Ufanisi Aleichem is sort of a new turn from Hashem to the Yidin for their extra work. We can now understand that when Rashi explains, V'yifreisi Eschem, and V'yirbeisi Eschem, V'yifreisi Eschem can't just be the normal way of being fruitful and multiplying. This is something that's Shaykh to Goyim as well. There's nothing very unique about this. And therefore, if we're saying there's a special Ufanisi Aleichem from Hashem to the Yidin, there must be something more than just having one child or even having a number of children and many children. Rashi is saying, the period of doesn't only mean, mean in the regular sense of having more children. The Rebbe explains that the period of means that the period itself, being fruitful itself, isn't a way of ever increasing meaning. That sometimes a person, you could have a child, but that's it. That child not necessarily will have more children. The special brach over here is that each child will have many generations in the future. Adein soif. And this is the real meaning of the Ephrasi, the period of Erivia, meaning a, a special bracha, not only in, quant, in quantity in the period, in the Ephrasi, but in quality, that it's a whole new category of the Ephrasi. And based on that, Rashi will now move on and say, the Basi is also, again, not just increasing in, in quantity, because that we have already, but Koimus Kufa, standing upright, proud, being greater than everyone else, etc. Now the Rebbe says, the wording that Rashi says, Poina Mikola Sokai, doesn't say Mishara Sokai from the rest of the things, but Mikola Sokai from all of my involvements. It sounds like that paying the Yidin their reward is not part of the Asokov of the Abishta, not part of the affairs or the businesses of the Abishta. How do we understand that? 
So the Rebbe explains the concept of what an Asak means. What does it mean when someone is involved in a business, in a dealing, in something? It means it's the it's, it's only a chitzoyin, that's not who I am. I am involving myself, I'm getting involved with something else, with my business or whatever it is. And therefore, when we speak about the Eibishter, usually we say that all the things that the Eibishter has oil, the Eibishter's energy is coming down to the lower oil. You could say that's called the Eisek of the Eibishter. The Eibishter is lowering himself down to get involved in that. But then there's the Pnimius of Hashem that's beyond any of these dargis and levels, etc., etc. Says the Rebbe, when a Yid does normal Torah and Mitzvahs, then he's taka rewarded, based on the levels of Ganeiden and the Oires and all the different energies and Chayas and Oir, etc., etc. But when a Yid goes from the very depths of his Neshama, when a Yid goes beyond the letter of the law and puts in that extra effort, then the Eibishter says, Ufanisi, that's the Pnimius of Hashem, not only Asik. And that's the meaning that he turns away from all of his Asakim and he focuses his attention and his Pnimius on the Yidden, where Yidden and the Eibishter become all one. Another point says the Rebbe Nufanisi Aleichem. The Rebbe says, usually we know that most things of our world and all of the world are on the level of a makabal of a recipient, not in the true level of mashpi of being able to give, because everything ultimately needs to receive, of course, from Hashem. It's only when a Yid acts in this way, completely with his own initiative, going beyond the letter of the law and doing much more than what's expected of him, in a certain sense, he became now, like a mashpia, achieving new things, and therefore, as a result of this, he gets this amazing bracha. First of all, that Hashem in his essence is turning to him, but that the Yid also, what's the continuation of the bracha? is The idea of multiplying, and not only, again, in lots of children, but that each child has that bleak vulkoyach for future generations. The Rebbe explains, based on this, we'll now understand the continuation of the Psukim, where it starts speaking about Gashmi is the reward. And seemingly you'll say, if he's speaking at such a high level, why suddenly Gashmi is the reward? And the Rebbe explains, because we're speaking about the very essence of Hashem, so he's not limited, even in Ruchni is the things, but the reward could come down, even into Gashmias. Now you might say, but yes, but if we're speaking about such high levels, who cares about the Gashmias? Furthermore, the Rebbe says, the Rashi says, for Nisi Aleichem Lushalim Scharchem to pay a reward. If you're paying reward, it sounds like there's still the Yid and Hashem is still two separate entities. Hashem is paying the reward to the Yid and the Yid is concerned about the reward. So the Rebbe explains that even within this Avoidah itself of going beyond the letter of the law and extra toil and toira, etc., there could still be two levels as well over here. There is a level where a Yid is working from his Panimi Yisanefesh. And he's really toiling in Torah. But still he feels himself to a certain degree as a separate Metzius of Hashem. So that connection to Hashem is not the ultimate one. And therefore, it's still in a certain way, a way of a schar. And therefore, the Gashmi is also still matters to a certain extent. He's still getting the reward. But then there's a higher level where the Yid doesn't feel himself as a Metzius at all and whatsoever in any way, in any way at all. And in that way, the Yidin Hashem become Mamishwan, as the Pasuk concludes, that your Koima and mine all become Mamishwan, Hashem and the Yidin are absolutely one.